Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hot Seat Podcast, where you have your host, Q. And I'm Flo, where we talk about various topics from the beginning to the end as it relates to family, blended families, parenting, friendship, marriage. This is a conversational podcast. We're not here to give advice because we're young in this world of blended family and we're young in the marriage world as well. Mm -hmm. So we're just coming just to discuss different things, our different points of view on different matters because we want your input. We want you to dive into those comments and, and give us your thoughts so that we can keep this conversation going and we can learn. Learn from each other from different types of angles, from different points of view and perspective based on our various different life experiences. But as we do with any other topic, we're always gonna address it honestly, openly, transparently when we communicate to you. So welcome back again to the Hot Seat Podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so getting right into our first segment of the day, what is your story? So, um, I have a story and then I forgot the story, but I don't know why, but I'm just sitting here realizing that I have no social media presence, but people are following me on Instagram and I'm very confused as to why. <laughs> I don't understand, but it I'm sorry. silent encouragement <laughs> to the world. Who Maybe. Knows? Who knows? Maybe. Anyways. <laughs> Um, no, the actual thing to talk about is patience, not the people, but the characteristic that is apparently highly valued that most people don't tend to have. Um, I'm one of the people. Or focus on growing. Say again? Or focus on growing. I swear I thought you said focus on rowing. I'm going to say we are not exercising right now. Gently down the stream? No, like, you know, like the, the row. You didn't get yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, I'll row, hope you row, row your boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, patience with these kids and their lack mm-hmm. of desire or inability to listen to what you are actually saying. Not the narrative that they have going on in their head, but what you are actually vocalizing to them in front of their face. Patience. Yeah, that's the ABC rule, basically. I tell you A, you're, you hear B, so you'll answer is C. Yeah. And I see that you weren't paying attention to what I said. At the right, time. but you ask them, were you listening to me? Yes! What did I say? Uh... Prime example. Um... Achilles and I have been trademark, get it, TM, as the trash man. And so um, the instruction was given to help Achilles empty out the uh, HelloFresh box. Um, So I told Yvonne, go ahead and lift up the recycle lid so Achilles can then put the box in there because, you know, it's our job. It's just he was struggling trying to do both, so go ahead and help. Mm -hmm. Instruction was clear, it was laid. 
Achilles knew what he was supposed to do, which was put it in there, but here comes Yvonne to help by lifting it up. That's not what happened. Yvonne interpreted, opened up the lid, grabbed the box and put it in recycle. So I see Achilles walking back into the house. I'm like, Achilles, where's Yvonne? Because I'm thinking if he put it in there, okay, she could walk away now. Right. Dude, oh, Yvonne, Yvonne told me to go inside because she she was told to put it in the in the recycle. I'm just like, how? How? All I said was open the lid so Achilles can put it in the trash. Because we're, we are we are TM. We're the trash man. That's what we do, take out the trash. All he needed to do was help with the lid because I was doing, I forgot what I was doing. I was washing dishes in the kitchen. So, you know, teamwork make the dream work. But no. <sighs> but no. And that has been a reoccurring thing, especially this uh, this past week. This week, it's just continuous. Yeah. Say one thing, hear something. Doing just just doing the opposite. What was it that you uh, um? Oh shoot, I forgot. But you, it was it was so simple. It, like the question was so simple mm -hmm. to to the effect of um, Yvonne, did you get take out the bread? You know, like, did you take the bread, bread out of the pantry? Yvonne, did you take out the bread? Well, we were going to have sandwiches. No, but did you take out the bread? Well, Ray said she asked if we could have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So, But did you take out the bread? That's the question. Is he doing everything else? And then she has the nerve to give you a, a face like, I what I just answered you. No, you didn't. My question was, did you take out the bread? So the answer is either yes, I took it out, or no, Ray took it out, or Achilles took it out. Mm -hmm. But the question is, did you take out the bread? I didn't ask if someone asked if you guys could have sandwiches, if you were making a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I just wanted to know if you took out the bread. Answer the question that's being asked. <laughs> Not what you want to answer. <laughs> I always tell her the imaginary question she came up with in her head because I don't know where it comes from. It's <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. But beyond that, I think we're, we have a little daredevil, comedian, hilarious child in Achilles. Over here, drinking jalapeno <laughs> juice, oh. saying it ain't hot, finding creative ways and positions and areas to go to sleep <laughs> and they then stand 10 to toes down. I'm not asleep. I'm awake. So if you haven't, go ahead. Just just take a look. Just take a look on Instagram. Take a look on on um, YouTube. Take a look on Facebook. Achilles is just He's just doing, he's just doing stuff. We had an incident, we didn't record it, we should have, where he was asleep, we were in the car. Oh, yeah. And woke him up to ask him what he wanted to get to eat or something, I forget. And I looked at him and I was like, 
Were you asleep? No. You ready for football? Yeah. <laughs> football has been over, you guys, for weeks. He hasn't had practice or games, but he's ready for football. Not sleeping after we woke him up, of course. Yeah. I was like, why didn't I record this? I knew. That's hilarious because we asked about food. <coughs> But he he was awake, so he heard the he heard the first question being, "Are you ready for football?" Ready for football? Yeah, I'm ready. What a character! What a character! It's hilarious. But let's transition to the final episode of this limited book review series on marriage. Be hard. So we're going to go from chapters nine through twelve, mm -hmm. starting with chapter nine, being quarantine. Be hard. So. Based on what they put in this book, I can understand how quarantine was hard for them. But for us, we have to we we almost have to rename the chapter to "Life Be Hard" <laughs> because I... life was hard. Yes, we went through the unconventional, illustrious university during that time, entitled Hard Knocks University, in which we were getting our bachelor's, master's, and PhD all at the same time in life. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Marriage, family. Yeah. It was tough. And the pursuit of going to sleep. That too. <laughs> so I can speak for myself on my side, of course, 2020 was hard, like for everybody. So when I start naming these things, obviously we're going to connect on some level because a lot of us endured similar things, probably from different angles. So the desire to not work for anyone anymore, that's one of them. <laughs> I was dealing with that. Dealing with the fear of stepping away. Is Are we going to be able to achieve our family goals? Are we still going to be able to to continue to walk down the path that we've already set towards generational wealth. Are we, as the man, am I gonna be able to ensure that I'm doing my part? That's one. Number two, the fear of walking outside of the apartment, the fear of just being outside, not only catching a, uh, a virus, mm -hmm. a virus and it taking you out, but also just being alive and black and a man yeah. The possibility of being taken out. Mind you, in LA, you know, it was, it, some stuff was happening in LA too. While everyone was going, was rightfully so standing up for Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. I mean, people's lives were being taken in LA over the Popeye's hot chicken spicy sandwich or whatever it was called. Yeah. Driving through drive throughs crashing into other people, killing other people shooting other people just re it was just Ridiculous. heightened level of violence was going on towards everybody towards black people towards the asian americans because it was the china virus or whatever they were oh. trying to politicize that and put that on them so there was up uh, an uptake or what is it increase in um hate crimes and all of this stuff so dealing with that dealing with the kids, they're being at home, dealing with trying to get promoted, and me being the person who doesn't need books. 
I can just get it, boom, and pass tests and not passing. So that's like, ah, I'm trying to make, earn some more money so we can, we can get to what we want to get to on our list a whole lot faster. But I'm over here not passing these classes, getting irritated with myself because this isn't like me. Dealing with the kids at home, mm -hmm. dealing with our disconnect and reading and two reading and writing two different books, just not on the same page at all. No. So it was a lot. It was a lot. Trying to find different creative ways to to make it happen and spark fires and all of a sudden it provoked the wrong type of fire. It was disintegrating fire. <laughs> so trying to balance all of that stuff is it was just it was just a lot. Then the transition to marriage itself. The expectations that were had because now we've grown into different people and expect certain things because of the change in dynamic it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, quarantine. Did, oh, I wasn't done. I, was, I have a couple more things. Oh, go ahead. Then. Just like the rest of the world, <laughs> we had to do death, lingering um, over over. My thoughts, because my wife is out there fighting COVID as a registered nurse. She's just out there naked in the world. No protection. Do we have PPE? Oh, we're short PPE. All of this stuff. And then dealing with death in the family. And then dealing with uh, friends and family and people that I grew up with passing as well. So it was it was tough. And then everybody else is hurt with Chadwick Boseman, with Nipsey Hussle, with Kobe Bryant. It's just a, It just was a lot to deal with and try to uh, manage. It, was, it wasn't fun. Attending HKU was not fun during that season. Mm -hmm. I'm all done. You, you, you can go. You can so go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> quarantine was difficult. My experience was different. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was different. The people I was around you know, they didn't have my experience. Obviously, I mean, everyone experienced things differently because we're all individuals. But it was a very drastic difference. So, you know, whilst everybody was in quarantine, you know, one or two months in or whatnot, and they're, you know, I'm going to go on my fitness journey and I'm going to come out of this better because I've already started putting on weight, you know, because you're at home. So what are you doing when you're bored? Eating. Snacking. Do you, are you hungry? Yeah. No, but I'm still gonna snack on this because what else am I gonna do? The world got the freshman fifteen <coughs> times three or four. Seriously. Um, so you know they're they're going on their fitness journeys and you know people are doing all the online shopping and they're they're seeing how kind and gracious other people are being and they're just so helpful and understanding and. And they're just all of these things. And I'm sitting here asking myself, am I crazy? Because I am not experiencing that. <laughs> what world are we on? Like, I felt like I was in an alternate, alternate dimension. Like we were living in world parallel universes, <laughs> but not the same universe. Because that was not my experience. I mean... I was taking care of some COVID patients and they were very, um, there were some, you know, very few that were very, you know, thankful and grateful for the fact that, 
you know, they had the nurses there to be the interim person between them and their family because you couldn't have visitors coming. Um, and, you know, they're, we were helping to ease their way into the next chapter, which for all few of them was death. Uh, some of them, they got to be downgraded to a different level of care because they were doing better. But <clears throat> most, a lot of my patients were upset. They were mad. I don't know exactly for what, for all of them, but a lot of them were mad. And who were they gonna take their anger out on? The nurse. Who are the Marines at the time? <laughs> You got to be like the first line of defense. Um, yeah. Just so, out there just like, taking the disease and the patients who yeah. are dealing, not the disease, the virus. <laughs> you got nurses and nursing assistants having to deal with people being demanding and entitled and not understanding that, yes, you are sick. So are my other three patients. There's only one of me, and I am not the Flash. <laughs> I am Nurse Q. I can only need or move at regular human speed, not superhuman speed. So, you know, the time I take with you and I come in your room and I do all this, I do that with them too. So if I leave your room and I go to somebody else's room and then you call me and it's been like 10 minutes, it's not because I'm just ignoring you and I don't want to come in your room because you're sick. It's because I'm with another patient in their room who's also sick, doing the same things I was doing with you. It just takes time, it takes longer time, but the ability to understand that rational thinking seemed to have gone out. <coughs> now I'm sure some of it was because of COVID like who wants to be in the hospital for an extended period of time not being able to breathe successfully or sufficiently or at ease? I get it, but I am still human. <laughs> There's only so much that I can take. And that was the work. And then coming home and the poor kids are being neglected because it's like, you can't give me a hug. I have to go decontaminate. And then after I decontaminate, I have to disinfect everything that I touched so that I could go decontaminate. And then we can give hugs, kisses, and how are you doing? Okay, go back to your schoolwork. I'm gonna go to sleep. <laughs> so, cause I have to go back to work tonight. For our, for our <laughs> Disney lovers, we, we love Lion King and the circle of life. It's, it's a wonderful song, right? But for her, it was the perpetual circle of death. Yeah, that's what and it's it right. I, I know, dark dark contrast, but it's just the truth. It was the reality. Yeah, it honestly felt like the Grim Reaper. It was very stressful and very straining. And again, that was the work aspect. So the work aspect, and then you bleed into the family aspect, like I said, with the kids. And then the two of us were having some super serious problems. For those of you who have been with us, you know, you've seen the episodes some super serious problems. <laughs> and then on top of that, the, the family deaths, one from COVID, one just disease course, or disease run, ran its course, but very heart-wrenching um, losses. Mm -hmm. I had gone to the eye doctor, <coughs> my optometrist passed. 
That's just tough because I grew up with him. Mm -hmm. So these eyes, they need to be seen, but haven't been able to haven't been able to uh, to do that one. And then, so then the frustration of living in the apartment on your end. It's too small. We need to go somewhere. Well, no, that was more so after when things started to calm down. Being in the well, apartment. that exacerbated it. Well, yeah. Well, but my I my problem with being in the apartment was the safety of everybody else while they were trying to figure out, you know, you you need N95 masks because it's airborne. No, it's not airborne. Sometimes it's airborne. We think it might <laughs> maybe be airborne, but you should definitely wear a gown. And gloves and yeah you should probably just you know just put everything on because we really don't know and it's like but we don't have everything yeah well, we're gonna have to reuse your mask for like four hours six hours the whole shit like what it's yeah I've, and it's like okay but I'm taking all this home to, to kids like really and heaven forbid like you said, if, if I got sick, yeah, what was I gonna do? Can't take well, nothing. We, we gotta give you Tylenol for your fever. I'm allergic to that. Okay. Well, huh? Exactly. So as you can see, <coughs> that season was tough. It was very difficult. It was extremely tough, and so it leads into the actual next chapter because these words were actually uttered to my face. What about the question? But before we get to that, here's the question. What did quarantine teach you about yourself and your spouse? Did they teach you something? I'm so thinking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It taught me that I was trash. <laughs> I mean, Marcus says it best when he talks about trash. Like, you're not just the trash. You're like the juice at the bottom of the trash. It's just terrible. I was a terrible person doing that. I wasn't that great as an employee because my mind was elsewhere. I tried to focus, but my mind was elsewhere. Uh -huh. I was trying to get up out of there. And also support what my wife was doing, which was taking on the battle. So that caused me to not have a hundred percent focus on work, and that just encouraged me wanting to be home. So I wasn't that that great as an employee. I tried my best to give it my all during that season. A terrible husband, just trash. Uh, as a dad, obviously. I find that very interesting. How you said you're trying to support your wife and. Fight. Oh, it's just it's just me. It was me trying to just <laughs> me trying to clean up the fact that I was my mind was elsewhere. It wasn't on being the greatest employee. It was more so being at home, but that also contributed to somewhat supporting you, so that way you can go and do what you love to do, which is to save lives and help people uh, in that aspect in the world of health. So that is me just trying to clean it up. But yeah, terrible husband. Tried to spice it up. Just created dragon hellfire. The wrong type of fire. It just made it worse. 
Well, hold on. Try to spice it up. How? I don't oh, know. you know, going out, date, movies, trips. Just didn't. It just. Oh it yeah. Just, it just didn't do anything. Help. Just it didn't help. But then when we tried to do it, it didn't work. So I mean, just it was just terrible. Trash. Then as a dad, probably was slightly trash a little bit. The patience was short. Just didn't have it. Wasn't really focused. Who so yeah. Say too much of a good thing is a bad thing. It's terrible. So. so that just, again, I will, I guess I'll get more into answering this question because it goes with the next Wait, chapter. Wait, what, what was the question again? What did quarantine teach you about yourself and your spouse? So what did it well, teach you about me? Oh, I've said it before. Earlier in this limited series, the amount of room, it was a, it's a grandiose 50,000 million, 550, 4,200 square foot house of patience <laughs> and grace. For those of you who that's don't know. That's just a house. That's not even the lot itself. For those of you who don't know, that's an Achilles number. It is. Yeah. It sure is. That's, that's his favorite number, number too. Every single time. What's a million times a million? 500, 465, 52, 54,000. Just 52 and 54 always got to be in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Words as well. <laughs> they just don't come out verbally. Um, 
<laughs> I learned that my husband seems to operate on this double standard thing that I just despise. And you're talking about that. I don't see lines and stuff. No, your oh. double standard. Well, How you can, but I can't. Mm. How you can decide certain people can, but other people can't. And it's like, no, we're all human beings, so we're all treated the same. If you can't do, yeah, you can't do that. You just sit down. <laughs> don't do anything. But no, uh, yeah, this, he has a, a double standard mindset, especially when it comes to what he can do versus what other people should do. By other people, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> just so that we're clear. Um, so the double standard and that. He believes I'm a much nicer, or at least he believes. I don't think he is still uh, naive on that fact, but he believes that I'm a much nicer person than I actually am, is what I learned. Because as he said, he tested my patience. He tapped dance on the last nerve with steel-toed boots and spikes that were on fire while just looking at me with a straight face, challenging me. Mm. Yes, so like I said, nicer than I actually am. And I only say that because once I get to that point, it is not a good place for anyone. So it wasn't a good place. Yeah, it takes <laughs> a lot of effort and consistency <laughs> to get to that place. Yeah. And that's the wrong type of effort and consistency <laughs> that you want to direct your actions and words towards. Your energy towards. Energy. There yes. you go. Thank you for helping me out. Your mm -hmm. energy towards. Because the perception could be, oh, she's just so nice. Just, oh, she's just going to let him, oh, in actuality, no, that was not happening. I mean, as uncomfortable as some people have said some of our past, um, what you call them? Oh, episodes, episodes have been. Oh, yeah. Some people have. What you didn't see. It's much worse. Yeah. Much, much because, worse. Because, you know, we only have so much time for recording. <laughs> but believe you me, the conversations continued mm -hmm. off camera. And, yes. That's one thing I like about a podcast. It's authentic. We're not coming on here like we're consultants or therapists or advisory. Or everything is put together because everything no. absolutely isn't. You can as... see the drama and the work through. Maybe in other episodes, not the one. Not the, not the not one we bring it up in, but it might yeah. be the next two-ish. Or three, or four, or five. You hear the stumbles and the fumbles. Because that's life. You're not going to get it right in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how much conversation you may or may not have outside of it. And yeah. the stubbornness of the other party. Oh, yeah. We have... So stubborn. So stubborn. The both of us. Look, I'm both, not... The both of you. I'm not stubborn. Us. But that I leads us into... <laughs> So what did you, uh, what did quarantine <coughs> teach you? So this was another lesson that it learned, but because this particular, another lesson that I learned, 
Another lesson that I learned based upon the word that was given to me and the shock and awe that I had that she would other, utter, other, utter this word. And that is divorce be hard. Oh, I was like, wait, what? The chapter is The Voice Be Hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to say <coughs> The Voice Be Hard, y'all. She uttered those words to me. I did not utter the words The Voice Be Hard. I used no. my voice, and it was harsh, and that made it hard. Yes, but she did use the D word. And the D word that um, we don't want to hear, and that's divorce. Oh, I was like, duh? But we, us as men, we want to hear the other D word. Because we'll give that happily all day, every day. But not that one. Dollars. You'll <laughs> give dollars all day, every day. Love it. Ridiculous. <laughs> but yes. So they, they go into depth. Um, Melissa goes into goes into detail. Intimate detail. Shut up. It's the way I talk. Leave me alone. <laughs> they hear what I'm saying. And they also know what you meant by it. Yes, Continue. she did. So she goes into intimate detail. Uh-huh. Intimate detail. About how this particular word happened in real life, in her real life, and how it affected her. And to a certain extent, we've talked about that in the glorious six-episode <laughs> spread, which was only supposed to be three. But, you know, back then, we weren't great at recording. So, you know, you have part one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. So, um, went into intimate detail about all of that. So, we won't, I won't rehash that. I would just more so talk about the word divorce itself and what I feel about it. I think it leads to um, selflessness and selfishness. It's, it's, a, it's a versus when it comes to whether or not divorce is actually going to happen. And this is one of the things that quarantine taught me is that I had to be selfless because this whole time I had been selfish, focused on me, the things that I want to get, the one things I desire, you need to give it to me. There wasn't no um, selflessness and you have to be selfless in order for there to be a transition or a change in personality or attitude or improvement of yourself as a person. You have to be selfless because as much as you say, I changed for myself. Ultimately, you could say that, but in actuality, we are human in our nature. Unfortunately, or fortunately, we're going to have connections to different people. And so in order for that connection to be healthy, you have to give what that person needs mm -hmm. or give what it is that they're lacking or to tweak and change who you are to match and to flow with that individual and that person. So that that means you have to be selfless. You have to be thinking about okay. the other person more than yourself. So in her instance, she likes um, strong arms. She likes strong arms. So me, if I'm the person who don't like to work out, but I want to you know, spice things up. And that means I got to get down and do some push-ups. I don't like push-ups. But I have to go down and do some... I do like push-ups in real life. But I'm just saying. I don't like push-ups. But I have to get them push-ups on so she can enjoy these guns. <laughs> I got to do what needs to be done. You hear me? <laughs> so, uh, 
one of our one of our group of friends they they want lack of a better term hot seat when it comes to anything that we talk about so that's what they desire that's what they look for so because we're we're those type of people we give that well because we like to but even if we didn't for that connection to work and for it to be healthy and for it to thrive you have to take yourself out of it and be like okay this person likes elemental p so i gotta give them elemental p so that way they got it and i like a b c d so they gave me a b c d so when we all come together we have the entire alphabet if you get what i'm going with this so that's my thought process you have to be if you're open and intentional to being selfless and hearing what it is that your spouse and your partner is trying to say then your actions will deliver what it is that they're asking for mm -hmm. so that's what i feel that divorce sometimes leads to basing our six episodes there was selfishness founded in each one of those particular situations as to right. why the relationship didn't work because of the inability to be like oh this is what you need and desire to fill your love tank let me go ahead and do those things physically emotionally mentally spiritually whatever it may right. be whatever it is meet the need to fill it meet that need and then <laughs> communicate the other one was the lack of communication of expressing those needs and wants and that change because it's you're longer together in the relationship the hundred percent probability that you're going to change as a person mm. hey just like we talked about sex be hard red yellow green it was it was red but now it's green it was green but now it's red and you have to be okay and respect that and adjust because people grow uh, and it takes time yeah. and you have to let time do what it does. I think it's more of a yellow, a red to yellow progression than a red I to yellow. I know, I just wanted to show the dramatic because it could happen <laughs> that way. It could happen. Okay. I used to tear into in and out mm, natural. Then one day I tore into it one time. Ew, I'm done with pickles, ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise. I'm done. So it could happen <laughs> just like that. Okay, I guess that's true. Yeah, so that's, um, that's what I learned. Divorce to be hard. I agree with the selfish nature of human or humanity versus the selfless nature that is necessity or that is a necessity for human interaction. Um, I actually really don't have anything to add or expand on what you were saying. I am in. Complete agreement. I did a good job. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate that. So the question. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. So while you're doing that, Harry Potter pops into my mind, and all I hear is Ron saying, "Always the total surprise." <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. I know. And so here, here it is. What about your parents' relationship, their marriage, divorce, or lack thereof informs your view of divorce as an option? I don't quite understand. What about your parents' relationship mm -hmm. informs your view of divorce as an option? Well, so, my parents got a divorce, <laughs> so I know it's an option. <laughs> 
I 100% agree with that. But also, there's a beauty in that. That divorce is an option. I think, she, and I'm not, I think, she touched on it in this, Melissa touched on it in this chapter. The beauty in that divorce is an option means that every day that that is an option, but every day that person is not choosing that option. Mm, They're making okay. the decision to... Right to ride or die with you because you're meeting X, Y, Z need, or right. they're giving you the enough time and grace and patience to adjust to their change so you can give to that, or giving the time and patience and grace and mercy to allow you to change as a better person and meet the needs, because I was trash, <laughs> so I appreciate the patience. So that's what it informed me also I do come from a family with a lot of separation and divorce. Yes, mm. I'm thinking about it. As it pertains to the family that I grew up with, to be more specific, there was a lot of divorce and separation on that side. So when my parents uh, divorced, that did affect me at that age. Um, and it contributed to the end of the relationship that I was in at that point in time. It was a huge factor because I was a freshman in college, I believe. So yeah, I was, I think it was a freshman in college going into yes. my sophomore year. <clears throat> and so yeah, that changed because it's like, this is the image of what a relationship is supposed to look like. And as children, we try, we learn and we grow and we take from, but at the end of the day, the mold and the picture that we've been presented we see that as that's the way to make it happen. That's the way to go. Of course, we tweak our own stuff because oh, we didn't like that one, but we like this one. But when it all gets ripped and disintegrated before your eyes, you're like, well, what am I standing on? Right. What, what am I to do? So I, I identify and I'm right there with Melissa in that thought process, but then not taking <coughs> that into the next uh, relationship or taking that and applying it to your marriage that Ultimately, how that happened is how it's going to happen for me. Because at the end of the day, I didn't marry my mother. That was my dad. So who I marry and what we do is completely different than what happened with them. Right. And because their, their relationship dissolved, we can go to and learn from to help prevent. Because we choose to be together and we're going to do everything we can to be together which is why we love this book, Marriage Be Hard. We love to love our podcast because it opened the eyes and the ears. Yes. So I was going to say, since you took it all the way back and did all of those things, um, and you just expanded on the question a lot more. So I'm going to go ahead and do the same <laughs> because my parents were divorced when I was really young. Like, I vaguely remember it. Um, so... It didn't really have much of an impact other than I know people can get divorced because they did it. Like, it wasn't a very pretty thing. Oh, yeah. So I would go with the sentiment that divorce is ugly. I, of course, know, know now, it being older, that divorce doesn't have to be ugly. It's just there it was. They chose the act that way. Right. And to say those things. So, but then... With that, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and then seeing their marriage. So seeing a couple that was married together and then had a not-so-great divorce versus a couple that had been together for nearly half a century and they weren't always happy, 
it was like, huh, okay, so definitely want to be in a happy marriage. Don't want to have to get divorced, but if it's not happy or things are not working, I can do that. Yeah. We, however, are people who choose to, one, be married, and two, fight through the problem so that we can stay married. Because oftentimes, okay, not often, but there have been times where I will tell him, I love you. I don't like you right now, though. I do love you. Oh, and there was a lot of that in 2020. <laughs> oh, there's so much of that in 2020. <laughs> that was so, you just titled 2020 that. Right. I love you, but I don't like you. <laughs> so, so, and you know, it's like that was a, a good, um, what's the word? A good signal to, okay, we need some space. Yeah. We just need to do this for a second so we can come mm-hmm. back and work through whatever it is that is the actual problem. Because, um, yeah. but as we said, we're not the most skilled fighters. <laughs> <laughs> so we do need this space. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, it's just, <laughs> and it's just recognizing, really, the, recognizing, because all relationships in the beginning do not start pristine. They're not all good. Sometimes it does start out good. You transition to marriage and it ends up being just complete darkness. Like, who are you as this person? Blah, blah, blah. And if there is still a foundation of friendship and commitment, you can always see the light and start walking towards that light together. Regardless of what people say or what people advise you to do or whatever the case may be, like, oh, girl, you need to run or Man, she just, that ain't it. No, it's, this is a bad moment. It's a bad season, but we're committed to each other and working through it. Mm-hmm. Giving, giving each other enough grace to go ahead and have the conversation, communicate with each other honestly and openly and transparently when something is on our mind. But did we walk into this knowing that there would be a dark season? No, we more so walked into this thinking let's try to get as many tools as possible as you can tell the first few episodes of our podcast is trying to get the tools necessary because there are certain things we want to prevent from happening but some of those things we prevented we were trying to prevent from happening were already happening and i didn't listen so (coughs) Um, that's a factor as well i did come into this knowing Mm. that there would be dark seasons. I said, didn't I say we? You said we didn't. Yeah, we collectively. You were on a different page. It's <laughs> 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 <So laughs> <so> collective units. <laughs> okay. Um, as a collective unit, half of us understood that there would be... I did say be. some of the issues we're trying to prevent were already there. And some of the advice was being given, but it was not being listened to on my part. You know what? You what? know... Okay, so there is... Selfishness is a, um, what's the word, uh, is a... Cousin of stubbornness? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, but no. Um, no. No, actually it's not. But no, selfishness is a, could be a path to divorce. Whereas, mm-hmm. in retrospect, looking at our situation, so can denial, mm-hmm. not the river but denial. Mm-hmm. 
it can also be a path to divorce because denying the fact that there is a problem that needs to be solved can just make the problem worse. Exacerbate the issue. Then you will have <coughs> on denial. You're ridiculous. More of like death from denial. No, I was I know. incorporating the movie that we like. I know. Thank you very much. Anyways. <laughs> no. I don't think selfishness and stubbornness are related at all. That's fine. That's fine. I was just trying to add extra work. No, I know. It just kind of came, like, I thought about it. It's like, no. You're more like brother and sister, but it's fine. Brother and sister? I said, I don't think they're related. How selfishness and stubbornness. You're ridiculous. Facetious. You're being ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's my thoughts on. Those are our thoughts. That's our thoughts. On divorce. Because we are on the same page now. Okay, guys? We're on the same page. And, you know, I would like to take this moment to point out that because this is a conversational podcast, we would like to apologize if it's not always apparent that we have jumped from the past to the present or we are speaking into our future. I would like to throw that out there. Uh, we, should, we could do a better job. Yeah, so I just, I'm just talking about in the past, up to the present. <laughs> <laughs> that for the future, <laughs> we will try and do a better job to, to highlight that this is the past, or this, you know, this was from the past, and now we're Oh, I got you. This is what we thought back then. <laughs> yeah, so that way that there's no, you know, we don't... We do not want to operate Which is in okay. the devil's playground of confusion. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fake? Because you yeah. said devils. I was about to say, I I was about to bring up devil's advocate. No. But then I don't even like that term because it's more so. It's just a difference it, of opinion. Or look at it from a different point of view. Which is the same thing of what I just said. <laughs> Different. We're still on the same page, guys. Okay. We're on the same page, Bridges. <laughs> Using different words to communicate. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, but there was something else I wanted to say, but I guess it doesn't matter because I think you guys got the point with divorce. Read the chapter; it's very, very good. This book is very good, which is why it leads into the next chapter, which is chapter eleven, which is self worth. Be hard. Oh my! And Jesus for me, Christ. it was more so inadequacy. Be hard, which is kind of like self worth. Which it leads in. It, be hard. It bleeds so, into each other. Yeah, it, it sure does. And so this was a very um, positive, affirming chapter for myself. You know what? Because what? she, I think she posed it as more so as a love letter. So it's not, it's a love letter in which the men are supposed to be listening to when it comes from a woman's point of view. But I would say uh, the men need to listen for themselves personally, but also for the woman's point of view. Mm-hmm. And the women need to listen for the woman's point of view, but also from the men's point of view. Because I think she wrote to everybody, okay. even though she said men need to listen to this for women, is what kind of what I got from the book. But I think it, it touches and hits on. 
a lot of things, especially with me. I identify. I was gonna say, I don't think she can say vice versa because she's not a man. Yeah, I know, but I'm the man. I'm a man. And I'm like, hey, I, I identify You were saying with this. that yes. it can work. Yes, from okay. what I've, all that she touched on and all of her different type of campaigns when it comes to self-growth and self-enhancement and personal growth and, and confidence in oneself. Yeah. I think some of those are kind of woman specific though. From her point of view, yes. <laughs> Very much so. Specific to the woman. The knowing yourself thing, I don't really think there's a lot of men who are unfamiliar with their lower halves. Lower Oh, Lord. I'm just, I'm That's true. Kidding. But the fact <laughs> of you're worth it campaign, you might not feel as though you're worth it or accepted or a part of. Right. No, that that's, makes sense. That's, that's a self thing. That's, that's confidence that's in, in oneself. Yeah. She talked about love on campaign. You know, love on yourself. You know, spend, spend that personal care time with yourself and all those things. The make me over campaign, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a. This this is four down two point I ain't got to be one one point oh. I can self improve myself. <laughs> I can self improve myself. Doesn't make sense, but <laughs> hey, the sex me over campaign. You know, hey, I you know I'm gonna try to little I'm gonna dip my toe in this and that and that and the other. Mm -hmm. So you know, I think we can the compare and despair. Now this one was pretty good, really good. Not pretty good, really good. Mm -hmm. Don't get caught up in comparing or trying to equate on a certain level what you are to something that you see as great or perfect. You know, because that can open the door to you not feeling worthy of yourself and despair and depression and all of that stuff. So I have a very personal battle with this this um, entire chapter. <laughs> um, but We're on the same page, see <laughs> But specifically that, I find it interesting though, because oftentimes when I do the comp when I do compare and it usually does lead to despair, it's not a comparison of my from my point of view or my perception. So like if I'm on the few times a year, I'm on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> Or what, like YouTube or whatever, and like I see someone they posted a video or they posted a picture, and I'm just like, wow, they're like super fit, they look really good, great body, male or female. And then I can like I start doing the compare because it's a natural thing, it happens. We're actually it's not natural, it's conditioned. So we are conditioned in that way. But I start doing that, but it's not from the perspective of me where I'm like, yeah. I once had XYZ, but now I look like this, and oh my God, she's just so beautiful. And it's more so, I know, this has nothing to you, do with you. I mean, it does, but it's not because of you. It's just the way my brain works. So when I see the other person, it's like, yeah, that's totally my husband's type. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so because that's your type, it's like, but I don't look like that. Yeah, so then it's like a whole nother thing. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. <laughs> it's not from my point of view of, oh, I'm looking at her and I'm like, I don't have the things that she has or I have too much of the things that she doesn't have or whatever. It's more so, I know that this is something that you, that catches your eye. 
and then I start comparing the differences because I know that catches your eye. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? I'm married my time. I'm defending myself. What is going on you don't here need to defend on today? <laughs> what? You don't need to defend yourself. I know. It's not like you're like, see, this is the person that I would like. I know you're not doing that. It's just I know what your type is. And at some point in my lifetime, I was <laughs> Way, 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 way closer to your physical type than I currently am. That's all I'm saying. Or I should say, than what your physical type was at that point of time. It's like, you know, you take it back a few years, thinner, more fit. Actually, I was more of a, what do they call it? Um, no, yeah. I'm, I was, say I, was more I was closer to like a skinny fat, but I really wasn't because I had a lot of muscle tone. But I'm just saying physically, I was thinner, more fit. Curves would be more considered like socially acceptable at that point in time. So like transplanting your brain to then, but I'm still using then for now. Okay. Okay. I got you. <coughs> that yeah. So that's that's how it happens. It's never. I was about me. to say. Like I did not know. <laughs> I know you. That's why I said like it's not. It's you, but it's not you. It's my mm -hmm. mentality, my perception. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. I'm gonna go backwards real quick to the sex me over campaign. Wow, I could not talk today, guys. Sex me over campaign. Um, for me personally, because we don't. She said the Rihanna don't play. I mean, I'm not wearing Rihanna bras and panties, but I do want to be like, ooh, too sexy for my, mm, too sexy, because I'm buff and in shape. So as far as that is concerned, I need to get on my fitness. Hold on. <laughs> Let it go. Because I want to be, you know, I want to be like, um, you know, Killmonger, Black Panther. I want to be swole. You know, I want to not like, I don't want to be the Hulk or Dwayne Rock Johnson. That's too much. Or Eddie Hall or any of those people. That's way too good. <laughs> Just, you know, Killmonger size, you know, Creed size, you know, Jonathan Majors and Creed. Kind of get fit like that. So when the girls start bringing boys over, I'm an intimidating factor. And I feel good, look good. So, you know. You're six foot six. You're an intimidating factor. It doesn't matter. The muscles need to be added on. So that's going to be my sex me over campaign. It's my physical. 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 My physical fitness. But isn't the sex me over campaign about sex? Feeling, feeling sexy. Feeling sexy. You know, her wearing sexier clothes rather yeah. than work clothes. So, I'm redefining for moi. Oh, uh, what the sex me over would be for you? It's the as physical, a male. your yes. physical perception of mm -hmm. yourself. Yes. Do you find yourself sexy? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look in the mirror. Uh, what happened to you? Well, I mean, there, there's another commonality we share. I didn't realize we shared it, though. Uh, I'd be fooled. Again, adding to me <coughs> trash. Let my body go. 
Like yesterday, we were talking, and I was just walking. All of a sudden, my leg went out, <laughs> knee hurt, <laughs> side hurt. Like, oh, my back. Ain't been working out. Just trash. Just trash all the way around. So I need to get to that. So the self-worth, be hard. Do what you got to do. Look yourself in the mirror. Do the mantras. Work out. Eat better. Dress with no clothes on so you're sexier. or Whatever you got to do. How do you dress with no clothes? Well, the lingerie and stuff. Oh, Just, whatever that you means gotta you're not do. <laughs> you might have socks on. <laughs> but whatever you gotta do, because <coughs> one of my things I've been saying on social media—I don't know if people have been following me and paying attention—but I've posted it more than twice, caption or the picture, whatever. The you you are is needed. Because you don't know what type of impact or effect that you have on people. And how, and how much of an encouraging factor you may be to someone while you sitting here thinking you're all in the dumps and you're trash. Yeah, but can't I be the me that I am but with less body fat? <laughs> do what you gotta do. <laughs> so that way your self-worth is on 100. Whatever it is that you gotta do, you gotta do that. Right. So nice. that's because someone posted on Facebook it was like, yeah, man, uh, back back in the day when we were at HT, you may not have known, but we were watching, we were encouraged and all of this stuff. You were the guy. I was just like, what? Oh. I was in darkness. I fell into the wrong hole. <laughs> all of this. Dang it. I said I wasn't going to say it, and I said it. Shit. Anyways. Just doing the wrong stuff, but yet still people were watching and being encouraged by what it is that they saw. Because, you know, what people see yeah. in the light, that's what they see in the light. They don't always see what happens in the I light. got a glimpse of that when see we, what went happens to, inside. Uh, we went to Grand Glen. Remember the, what? The other assistants. Oh, the other, okay. Assistants? Yeah. yeah. The other students. Yeah, student assistant people. Yeah. And just yeah, I I got a glimpse of oh oh this is oh this is the number one oh okay oh I see oh oh okay okay welcome back welcome back are you coming back oh, yeah I, I I was like do you guys know who he is <laughs> so you know you never you never know and that should be encouraging as well because the you you are is needed you you do bring a positive impact to someone you may not know it but. You're on this earth for a purpose and for a reason. So thrive and live on that. Continue to do what it is that you need to do so that way you feel loved by yourself. Yourself loves yourself. Love. Self-worth is on a hundred. All of those things. Yourself loves yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm putting that on shirt. <laughs> yourself loves yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to. Because if you can't love yourself and value who you are, it's gonna be very, very difficult to add someone else to the picture. Yeah. Because now you don't even, you, you're you're going to be walking, yourself is on eggshells with yourself and the relationship. Because you don't know how to communicate. You don't know how to express what it is that you're feeling, the desires, the wants, the needs, all of that stuff. I'm speaking from experience on that one. Yeah, I know. Because, <laughs> man, that was irritating. Glad to be free. So um, one of the questions, unless you got something to say. Actually. Oh, yeah. Let me hear it. Uh, no, I'm, so I don't know if I am tired still. I don't know if I'm hungry. 
what I do know is that as we're doing this episode, my brain, what is it, the little ticker keeps going and it keeps thrusting <laughs> these <laughs> visuals <laughs> at me. So <laughs> as, as you're talking, I was like, oh, I have a story <laughs> for the, what, what, uh, the, um, Living with Q Flow segment or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, we're at like towards the end of the episode, but it just came to my mind. Well, like the rapper <laughs> say, to the next episode. Oh, I'm not going to remember it then. Hold on. So Hold after we do this, it's going to be it's would, gonna be on the post credits. Yeah, so uh, another positive thing is with the self-worth as we close this one out is um, for someone like me, Q gives what it is that I need, which follows in line with this question. For men and women who part, whose partners might be dealing with low self-esteem, self-worth, I'm going to add in inadequacy. You can support them with words of affirmation and encouragement. What do you admire most about your partner? When was the last time that you told them that? She does those things. I know. Mm-mm. I've never you get words of affirmation. It's one of my love languages. What? Yes, I know it is. But I what what you provide those? When? Because if do. I'm saying I don't, then you do. Okay. Actions speak louder. I'm gonna words. say I don't provide words of affirmation. <laughs> you do sometimes. Occasionally. Yeah. Okay. So you do. Okay. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> that was for me personally. So you, I'm just oh. saying that you answer that question. On a continuous basis oh. to help improve, you know. Awesome. Because you on your end, you're on that. Mm. But see, that's the thing. Mm. Just because I have that mentality, because I do have that mentality, doesn't mean that I always feel that. I am not disagreeing with do we need to hold what hands? you're saying. <laughs> Marriage at first sight. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do. I don't know. It comes from a long line deep-seated genetic predisposition for mm. thinking I am awesome which is not a bad thing <laughs> I go. do think that but sometimes I don't feel that all right so question is when was the last <coughs> time wait no sorry are you your biggest fan or are you your biggest critic I'm my biggest critic working on fandom I I'm going to be honest, and I don't actually ever see myself being my biggest fan. Well, I'll be your bigger fan at times, too. Well, I appreciate that. I will always, I might be less of a critic towards myself, but I don't (laughs) think, like, you know, if it's on a spectrum, I am definitely on the far end of biggest critic. Mm Mm-hmm. I believe I can make my way to being less of a critic, less critical of myself. I don't believe I'll ever cross the threshold into I'm a fan of me, Mm. but not because I don't like or love myself, just because my brain doesn't work that way. You can condition it to be different. I I could try to condition it, although that's going to take a lot of time. Not could try, will try. Again, that's going to take time, energy, and effort. (laughs) And I'm just like, you know what? If I could be less critical of myself, it would be fine. Because I already (laughs) think I'm awesome in my own right. There are things that I can do, and then there are things I cannot do. Like, 
dunk. Nephew asks Flo, like, can you dunk? He's like, oh, I could probably still do it. And then he looks at me and I'm like, never in my life or in my dreams. No, I'm looking happening. at you because I'm like, can I? <laughs> no, that, um, <laughs> KJ, sorry, I almost used his nickname, his personal nickname for me. No, KJ, he looks at me like. Oh, I thought you meant I look at you. No. Because oh, I do be looking at you and I'm like, can I? Can I do that? This I'm going to cry if I can't. If you do it, I have to go get the ice packs. No, but he looked at me and I'm just like, never. Not even in my dreams. Even in my dreams, I pass the ball. I don't even try to shoot it. And that's in my dreams. Not or even anything. dribble. Just pass. <laughs> Why do you give it to me? I'll take No, I will dribble, but okay. I will pass the ball. Confidence in there. Yeah, I, 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 I'll dribble the ball, so, but at no point will I ever take shots. Going to chapter 12, <laughs> it is a read it for yourself. We're not going to discuss it because we want you guys to buy the book, have the conversation, learn the lessons that are in this book the from gems, beginning to all end. The gems. All the gems, the stones, the mithril, all of it is of value. This book Priceless is a, value. An accumulation of rubies and emeralds, mithril. Yes, yes, all the things. The power of the ring, all of it. Yes, the, the sorcerer's stone. stone. <laughs> The Deathly Hallows, I mean, it's everything. It's all everything. the things, the dragon, the house of the dragon, all of it, Targaryen blood, all of it, Valerian blood, it's all good, 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 listen, mm -hmm. if you want to listen on the audible, go over there and get that, you've got to, this That's book actually is worth it, highly entertaining too, it is, you be, you literally hear the humor, <coughs> you hear the laugh, you hear the emotion, you hear the tears, whatever, I, f I felt it as in reading this. Right, you're listening, but you also feel what yes. it is that they're saying. So you really understand the intent behind the words that they are giving in this book to improve as many marriages and relationships as possible. So marriage be hard, they touch on every a whole lot of topics, as you know, as you listen to us go through it, but all in all, does it have to be? You have knowledge. They didn't have the knowledge beforehand. We got real life experience and tried to acquire knowledge mm -hmm. with the loving thanks of the Love Hour podcast yes. and this book and the family and the crew and our parents and their divorce selves and free living. Divorce selves. Remarried divorce selves. Remarried selves. Yes. All the things. <coughs> So we appreciate, you know, everyone and this book, of course, go get the book, Marriage Be Hard, so that way it doesn't have to be for you and your relationship. We hope you guys enjoyed this limited series here with us. Uh, and before we close, we got to give what? Go ahead. Even with the information, marriage will still be hard, but it may not be as hard. Yeah, that's why I said easier. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be easier. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we are human. We're, there is still the stubborn nature. It's going to kick in. It's going to arise every now and then. Some of us more than others. But if, in those moments, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to take the hand? Oh, I know what you're doing. Just ah! take the hand. Yes. You're watching Mary at first sight. You got the joke. Just take the hand. Communicate. Talk. Because when you do this, you have no choice. Because I don't want her crushing my knuckles, and she doesn't want me crushing her knuckles. Well, so we're going to be kind, and when we express our words, I don't think 
I can crush your knuckles. I can't even really get <laughs> well, my hand around your hand. You get the point. You got yes. the ring on and all that. That's going to hurt. So uh, I wouldn't hurt. want to do that. So you can, all of those tips and tools and tidbits and gems are very, very important. But what's also important is our supporters, our mm -hmm. listeners who are mm -hmm. following, subscribing, uh, liking, sharing, commenting. We appreciate all of that. It is encouraging. Yes. Because that's what this podcast is, bring out topics, talk about it, converse. And if you want to be on the podcast, the door is open. The what? way is not shut. As we're going into future episodes, we are looking for other blended families that would love to come on to the podcast. Of course, we're doing our part trying to identify and find those people, pull them out of the woodworks, if you will, because they're not always in the spotlight. And that's the other part of this podcast, because that is what we are, a blended family. So we need those others to come forth. Come to the altar. Come up here with us so we can learn even more about the different dynamics and how to navigate and how to bring camaraderie amongst every moving part in the family. Because mm -hmm. again, blended families is like a domino effect. We can't just up and go. There's so many other things that yes. need to be done just to go to the restaurant. It's, so, more, like a, it's more like a spider web. Yeah. That too. We're all interconnected. Mm -hmm. It's very, very true. So we thank you guys. You can also join the village as well if you want to go above and beyond uh, and join and get exclusive content, get the early release information, bit information, early release content and videos and exclusive content before it goes public, of course. And um, I think it's hunger. It is hunger. <laughs> it is. We need to eat. But yes, joining the village will also help us with the getting the mics that are necessary, so that way we can Upgrading take it up another level. Quality of yes, the podcast, that is which one. we desperately would love to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but until then, if you can't, that's okay. We love even more so the free support, the free ninety nine support. So like, share, follow, subscribe. All of those things we comment. do appreciate. Comment that we love the comments. Keep dropping those comments. We appreciate it. Well, um, until the next time, I would like to do a very, very, very special. Un. I lost the word. A very special. <laughs> um, uh, never before done. Shout out and thanks to Miss Ashley Clark for being the number one commenter. <laughs> We appreciate it. Yeah, she's our number one, number one supporter. <laughs> yeah, she number sure is. Appreciate you. Yes, the comments are funny. Yeah, and they're very informative. Yeah, they're, they have a different perspective. Say they're view. very insightful. And they, insightful, yes. They can be insightful or funny or informative. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah, so we, but they are constant. That is awesome. Yeah, constant and consistent. Appreciate you, Ash. Lee. Ashy, as Achilles used to say, Ashy. All right, guys, see you in two weeks. Peace.